Hi, this is Jovi. This is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Bed Crime Crime Stories. Stories. This is a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink, alcoholic or water. And then we take turns telling each other the stories that keep all of us up at night. All of us, each and every one of us. Yes. 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 Guys, I have so much to tell you. (laughs) Let us, let us commence the telling of stuff. I have two bed crime stories announcements. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have two true crime headlines. Oh, oh. and I have one true crime recommendation that you and I could talk about because we both watched it. Oh, is that the one I texted you about? Okay. Yes. Okay. So first bed crime stories announcement. This is just kind of like quick housekeeping announcement. We talk about it every single week when we are giving you the information about our socials, about how much I hate Twitter and I don't post on Twitter. Well, today I made the executive decision to deactivate the bed crime stories, Twitter. Smart. That is smart. Correct. Yes. So always hated Twitter. Always thought Twitter was kind of like the worst. And then as we know, Twitter has recently been purchased. Mm. Um, and <laughs> we know that there's going to be certain changes to Twitter that are not the vibes of bed crime stories or no. will, will make Twitter not the vibes of bed crime stories even more so than it already is. So I've made the executive decision. I've deactivated the Twitter account, put the announcement on our Instagram. As of right now, Instagram is the only active social media that we have. Yes. We do have a TikTok handle like that. So we can have it. So nobody else takes it, but we don't post there yet. Uh, I say yet we've been saying yet for like a year for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so we have it just in case in hopes and hopes yeah. that we could one day actually do what we want to do with it. Yeah. Um, one day, one, one day, day. someday mm-hmm. when we're not redonkulously busy, Yes. which who knows, um, <laughs> if that'll ever happen. But yeah. so right now, the only active social media social meds that we have is the Instagram. So yes. there yes. you go. Yes. Second bed crime stories announcement. We are recording tonight's episode on October 28th, the year of our Lord, 2022. Um, tomorrow marks the two year anniversary of the first episode of bed crime stories. Two years. Yes. Yay. We're officially toddlers. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) Um, so two years ago tomorrow on the 29th of October, 2020, we debuted. Mm -hmm. Um, we are still going strong, my friends. Yes, we are. Yes. Um, you know, we are still independent. We are still an indie podcast. We still have a small, but mighty audience that we love so much. Yes. And, um, we, I think we really love doing this. It's a nice opportunity for Jovi and I to get together every week. It kind of gives us an excuse to get to hang out. Yeah. Uh, whether it's in person or virtually lately, it's been more virtually than not, but you know what? Yeah. Thank God for zoom. Yeah. Thank God for zoom. And thank God for just like the time that we get to disconnect from our normal lives and just take an hour to two hours to three hours, depending on the episodes (laughs) every week to just be together as besties and talk and laugh a little bit. And even when we're telling each other horrible stories, we can just have that time to hang, which is cool. So, um, yeah, two years, man. That's crazy. And like, like it's, 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 there have been changes, Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like it's the evolution of the podcast. Like we're still, I know, I know we're now toddlers at two years old, but like, (laughs) we're still trying to find 
our niche and I think yeah. we have it but it's just like we have fun trying different things and doing mm-hmm. different things and we don't have to stick with this stigma like you know we could take it off course if we really want to it's not a big thing because we are indie and that's what's yeah. so nice about it mm-hmm. like we we don't have to hit certain goals or listens or streams or whatever the case may be it's just it's just fun that's just yeah. it it's just fun agreed agreed Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another part of the reason why we've kept background stories free for you guys to listen. We don't put ads in our, our episodes again. And I know we've talked about this before. It doesn't mean that we never will. It's just as of mm-hmm. right now, it's, you know, we want to keep it as fun as possible. And, yeah. you know, we just want to make it fun for you guys as fun as it is for us. So, yes. Yep. So happy two year birthday to Woo-hoo. background stories. Look at us go. We're Yay. fancy. I know we're super fancy. We're so fancy. Are we ready for our true crime headlines. I have two. And the reason why I have two is because they are both updates for stories that we've done on the podcast. I was actually just going to, I'm like, are you going to do the one that we talked about? We, I am going to do the one that we talked about that we actually posted on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, we posted the breaking news about this, um, update to a Jovi sode from a couple episodes ago. I want to say what, um, an episode back in September. It was July. Shut up. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. So an episode back in July. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Time um, means nothing. (laughs) Uh, Hold on. I'll actually tell you what uh, episode it is right here. Um, Episode 91. So maybe it wasn't July. Well, no, it could have been. This is episode what? 106? That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, you're right all of this to say (laughs) um the episode that jovi did about harmony montgomery beautiful little five-year-old girl from new hampshire who went Mm -hmm. missing in december of 2019 or who was last seen in december of 2019 um her mother had reported her missing last year um i believe it was november of 2021 i think so yes um her father has fucking trash bag i knew it i knew it yeah yeah agreed agreed (sighs) so yeah well i'm glad they were able to arrest him and i mean again there's never going to be closure but at least we'll see some justice for harmony Mm -hmm. um and actually that story was a listener suggestion yes it was yes it was from our good friend christine that's right Mm -hmm. i just i feel so bad for that sweet little girl like it just it's it's terrible it's fucking heartbreaking it is incredibly heartbreaking yes um he was arraigned apparently on october 25th i don't have any more recent update because this was from this this, uh, article that i'm reading off of is from october 24th um Mm. the day after he was supposed to be arraigned i didn't see any updates since then Mm -hmm. um it is unclear whether or not he retained an attorney and he hasn't entered a plea yet. So, mm. um, or at least at the, at the writing of this article on people.com. So, right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you, Jovi, at least hopefully we'll get to see some, um, justice for harmony. That sweet little boobala. She was so freaking cute. She was so cute. <laughs> um, and I have another, uh, update to one of our stories. Ooh, I'm loving this. Mm-hmm. This one, I definitely don't know what number episode it was, but it was before 
uh, Nikki left the podcast. So I want to say it was at least either the very end of last year or the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. We did this episode, uh, the Delphi murders. Yes. Yes. So as of today, the 28th of October, um, an arrest has been made that is reportedly reportedly in connection to the deaths of Abby Williams and Libby German. Um, a suspect has been arrested uh, who uh, supposedly might have some connection to the death of the two girls who were killed in February of 2017. Um, they've received multiple or the, the uh, news source received multiple confirmations from different sources that 50 year old Richard Allen was taken into custody. And if I'm not mistaken, Richard Allen was the man who owned the property where the girl's bodies were found. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, hopefully we're going to get some, Oh dear God. I hope we get some answers. Yes, <laughs> um, please. Yeah. Cause this was definitely one of those ones where you're like, somebody has to know something. There's no way somebody doesn't know something agreed. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, so hopefully we see some sort of update when we had that last update where the dude who had the, um, like catfish profile that had been talking to Liberty. I didn't think that he was actually going to, he hasn't been arrested. There's, he hasn't been named a suspect whether or not he has anything to do with it. I don't know. I just had a feeling that that wasn't going to be the one. Right. 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 It was almost like it was too, Vague. I don't want to say it was too easy. Cause it's been how many years, but I'm just saying like, it was like, almost like you didn't notice it was too easy to find him. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, so Hopefully we get some answers for those two girls soon because dear God, I agree. Yeah, I agree. They, they deserve it. They deserve justice for, um, right. as their, their killing family. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 110%, mm-hmm. 110%. So hopefully we get something to come out of this. There's something that, uh, you know, comes to fruition. Yes. So those are our true crime headlines that happen to be updates to two of our bed crime stories. Yay. So that's, um, I always love getting to do updates on that. That's fun. That's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Especially cause they're both updates going somewhere. It's not like, it's like, okay, this happened. Correct. But nothing's going to come of it for another five years. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> right. It's they're legit leads, which is right. nice. And it's also stories that I think, were ones that we both had very personal like feelings about. Not that mm-hmm. we don't have very personal feelings about a lot of the stories we do. There's a lot of them that we have like very deep connections to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know like for me doing the Delphi murders, I was very, uh, I felt like I had a big responsibility to tell that story correctly and well, because of just the gravity of the whole thing and yeah. you know how sensational the whole thing is and, and all that stuff. And, you know, just felt, I felt a connection to Libby's sister. Like, it's just, it, it's a very, um, it's one of those ones that I just really want to see a solution to. And I know mm-hmm. you felt the same way about the harmony story. Just really yes. was, I remember when you came over, we did that one in person, you came yes, over and did. you said, you know, this one's actually like really fucking me up. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so I'm happy that not only are they updates just in general, but they're updates to ones that I know that both you and I had, uh, really deep connections with. So yeah. 100%. Yes. 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 So So, one last thing we have a true crime recommendation. We do. I actually got off my, um, safety binge (laughs) Yeah, and, I I took one of Charlie's recommendations mm-hmm. and I'm glad I did 
Although it made me violently angry. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So both Jovi and I watched Sins of Our Mother. Yeah. Which is about that Lori Vallow and what's his face? Daybell. Uh, Chad. Chad Chad Daybell. Mm -hmm. um, Who killed Lori's daughter and son. Um, I'm not even saying allegedly. (laughs) No. That uh, legit that might happened. bite me in the ass eventually, but you know what? Hey, whatever. I'm saying what everybody else is saying. No, um, no. There's her... no way nobody else did. I'm sorry. Like, Correct. Um, well, we all know that obviously her brother was the one. I have a feeling it was the brother who was the one who actually did it, but he just yeah, it seemed happened like to die. <laughs> right, exactly. And he seemed to be the hitman, yeah. the hitman for uh, he was like Lori's the, husband. Yeah, he was like the and, angel of death for him. Yeah. Which was fucking weird too, oh my God. by the that way. The whole thing was so fucking weird. And Lori's older son, my God, my heart broke for him. Oh, oh he- my God, my heart <laughs> broke for him. Yes. And it at made the me cry end- multiple times. Yes. And, and I have like- a cold, dead heart. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you could tell, like, he loved, he loves his family. Like, oh my God. And it just, oh my, I mean, he cute too. He, he was cute. he very handsome. Yeah. Cute. <laughs> very okay. cute. Um, yes. but it just and it, <sighs> yeah. This woman and watching this, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And then the worst is like the conversation she was he was yes. having with her after she was arrested and after they found the bodies, and she's just like, "You don't know what you're talking about." She's It'll, like, "What do you think see. I did?" Yeah, yeah. Oh and it's lunatic. And, and like part of me, because the person I am, I want to listen to one of the episodes of their podcast just to like morbid curiosity. Yeah. yeah. I felt like, the same way with that creepy cult that I did where they mummified the mother, yeah. mother God or whatever her name was, uh, mother earth or whatever her name was. I want, I want to listen to one of their podcasts. I'm like, I just need to see what just these kids are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I know throughout the show, they did play clips mm-hmm. of, uh, the podcast, but it's just, I don't know. I still want to listen to a whole episode just to kind of hear everything she said in like the context that she was saying it in. And I love how um, the woman who did the podcast with her started with it. Her name started with an M. Mm-hmm. Was it Millie Mildred? I don't remember. I know who you're talking about though. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other one, the other host, I love how she was like, why did you tell them that I had JJ? Yeah. I was like, yeah. yes. And like, you could tell she's like, no, no, no. And then when she got on that stand, she's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, said like, I, yep. I said what I said. I said what I said. I was like, um, that's awesome. I highly recommend. There was one of those ones where that's obviously a story that's that was in the news, especially when, oh, everything, yeah. when especially when she was kind of like on the run, they like randomly went to Hawaii and they couldn't yes. find her and blah, blah, blah. Because I remember that being like everywhere. Yes watch this fucking show on netflix do it sins of our mother it is so gd sad and yes. it's gonna make you mad but my yes. god it was so well done it was so upsetting yes but so good and so informational like yeah it was because there's a lot of twists and turns mm-hmm. and i felt that they executed it like perfectly yeah. like the way that they set up the story the way they went over everything yeah. it was agreed. it was perfect it was yeah, perfect agreed i agree with you completely yeah Oh, sins of our mother. So yes. good. Watch it. So good. So bad. It was good. Yes. <laughs> yes. And after you watch it, report back to us. Let us know what you thought. Yes. Let us know. Uh, yes. Please do that. Cause we give you guys a lot of recommendations. This one, I'm really very curious mm-hmm. of how you guys feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, 
Highly recommend. And you know what's really weird? One last thing I want to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll get into our bed crime story tonight. Um, I felt that there was weird similarities between Lori Vallow and the mother God lady. Yes. Just in the things that they were saying of like, God was talking to me mm-hmm. and this is the thing that I've been sent to do and blah, blah. And like all logic goes out the window because this delusion has like mm-hmm. completely taken over your life. Yeah. Um, so it was just very interesting. There were certain things that she said that I was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. oh I forgot also. <laughs> Um, the new season, <laughs> sorry, new the new season of the vow started. Ma. I was going to wait until all of the episodes were out so I can binge it. I could not wait any longer. I watched and the now, first two episodes. It's so good. And now she's like, I need them all. Now I need all of them. Well, you, you're the one who started watching it They're when good. you knew you knew you couldn't binge it all at once. I know. So. I know when I started the first season, like two years ago, when it first came out, I was like, mm-hmm. this is so fucking boring. These are just a bunch of wannabe Scientologists. This stupid cult is dumb. Then I finally sat down and watched all of it like two months ago. And I'm like, um, I can't get enough of this fucking <laughs> show. <laughs> I need all the episodes now. And then when I heard the second season, I was like, oh, yes, answered my prayers. It's, it's so time. Good. I can't it's wait time. to do an Axiom story. I want to wait till the vows over before I do an Axiom story, that's, but I can't wait. That's a good call. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, you, good. They're you have so to crazy. do. You have to do more cults because they are. Yeah. Fun. I do. It's been a while since I've done a cult. Not fun. Interesting. They're interesting. Very interesting. I find mm-hmm. the whole psychology of cults to be incredibly interesting. Agreed. Agreed. Back to the sins of our mother thing, though. Mm-hmm. And like this is just you know, uh, observation. Mm. Have you noticed that we've been watching a lot of things that link back to Mormons? There's. It's very. Um, there's a. Hmm. okay so obviously and i know people who are mormon who Mm -hmm. follow the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints very normal people Mm -hmm. it's very interesting to me the like mormon to extremist pipeline yes yes and it's so it's it's so weird because you know it has to be uncommon right because there's so many mormons in the world Mm -hmm. so like statistically it's uncommon right right but when you look at the stories that we've been seeing um under the banner of heaven mm-hmm. this one mm-hmm. um there was another one super recently that was another one the oh the, uh what's his face uh jeffrey <sighs> creeper creep um the stay sweet stay sweet and obey yeah so like you have all of these like i said it's like this weird mormon to extremist pipeline that occurs again technically rare statistically rare mm-hmm. but weird very much so and it's just, I think we've just been seeing it a lot. I agree. I it's agree. Weird. I mean, it still fascinates me. Super fascinating. Like the whole Mormon church fascinates me and not in a bad way. I just, I want to know more about it. Like I want to hear wanna know what Mormons <laughs> is. <laughs> Stupid. Wow. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> And you tell me my segues are dumb. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) But no, I just, it just fascinates me. Like I just, and like the way they Mm -hmm. think, the way they do things, I just, yeah, I'm genuinely interested in it. Like I just, I love hearing different sides of it. Like it's, it's crazy, but yeah, but yeah, the Mormon undertone has been there. It's, it's weird i think it's just like it's been very recent that all of these stories just happen to connect back to the church of latter of Ch- church of jesus christ of latter-day saints which is a mouthful just called <laughs> it the is it is what it is yes there's or also, lds 
or the LDS. That's true. I could totally do that. There's yeah. also a show on Netflix that I haven't started yet. It's called like Murder Among the Mormons or something like that. But I, I want to watch that. Yeah. And I know what it's about. Like I know the story behind it, but I want to watch the documentary. Yeah. I just haven't yet. I'm like, I need to take like a Mormon sabbatical for a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about other true murders facts. and people. True facts. So. True facts. Well, uh, with that, right. with that being said, I'm not going to do a stupid segue because yes. I can't okay. come. I can't segue from that. But Charlie, why don't you tell us tonight's bed crime story? Okay. This is one that's been on my to-do list since we literally started the podcast. Oh, wow. So I'm going to tell you guys the story about America's first nuclear whistleblower, Karen Silkwood. Oh, shit. Yes, 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 yes. So my sources for tonight are the National Whistleblower Center, Britannica.com, history.com pbs.edu <laughs> oh shit PBS. And, yes you know because i'm smart and <laughs> wikipedia.com <laughs> pbs and wikipedia, and wikipedia. highbrow lowbrow <laughs> check me out okay so as i said karen silkwood was america's first nuclear whistleblower nuclear okay so just real quick i get very annoyed when people say nuclear instead of nuclear but i sometimes do it because <laughs> you know what tongue tying i was gonna say i think people know the correct way to say it but because of either saying it so fast or mm-hmm. it's where it just it happens yes because i do it i do it like i'll say it the nuclear or you know nuclear yeah nuclear so i am going to say nuclear because that's what it is but i'm probably going to say it slow and weird (laughs) because i'm trying very hard not to say nuclear anyway so karen silkwood was america's first nuclear whistleblower she discovered numerous health violations at the plant that she worked with including exposure to high levels of nuclear contamination at the kerr mcgee nuclear power plant near crescent oklahoma so this is her story awesome Karen Gay Silkwood was born in Longview, Texas on February 19th, 1946, and she was raised in Nederland, Texas. She had two sisters, Linda and Rosemary. She attended Lamar University in Beaumont, Texas with a full scholarship to study medical technology. Oh, wow. I know it's impressive, isn't it? (laughs) Dog's like, yeah. Um, She did, however, leave school after only one year. And in 1965, she married a man named William Meadows, who was an oil pipeline worker. The two of them had three children. And after separating from William in 1972, she actually signed custody of the children over to him in Texas and moved to Oklahoma. Oh, doesn't really give a reason why. And she actually seemed to have stayed close with the kids, but Interesting. This is what happened. Yeah. Okay. She takes a job at Kerr McGee, who was a leader in Oklahoma's nuclear power industry as a technician assisting in the production of plutonium rods used in nuclear reactors. Karen joined. So I'm like nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so, and like, 
this is not a visual medium right so like i'm i'm watching uh charlie tell the story and like (laughs) Like, her (laughs) face every time she like says it slowly she's like i did it (laughs) it's very very funny so if i randomly giggle after she says it that's why yes well it's funny because i was telling the story to my boyfriend last night telling him like what i was going to do and told him the story he's like you said nuclear or nuclear like five times like shut up damn it so now i'm now i'm nervous okay Karen joined the local oil, chemical, and atomic workers union, the OCAW, and joined a nine-week union strike that took place not long after she started working at Kerr-McGee. So she's part of the union. She joined the strike, obviously, because when you are part of the union, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. So even though she wasn't there for very long, she still took part in the strike. So after the strike ended, she was elected to the union's bargaining committee, and she was actually the first woman to achieve that position at the Carnegie plant. Nice. Good for her. Yeah. Right. Women power. That's right. She was, right. Yeah. She was assigned to investigate health and safety issues. She found the conditions at the plant to be quite unsound. So she discovered spills, falsification of records, inadequate training, health regulation violations, and even some missing amounts of plutonium, which is obviously, as we all know, a very highly radioactive material. Yeah. Those were just some of the problems that she identified. In the they're summer not, of 19... Sorry, not they're small not, problems. No, they're not minor. Like, these are big deals. Correct, Amundo. Wow, okay. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. In the summer of 1974, Karen and two other local union members testified at the Atomic Energy Commission, AEC, in Washington, D.C., about having had been contaminated themselves, alleging that safety standards had slipped because of production speed up. Like many whistleblowers before and since, Karen was deemed a troublemaker by the company and was subject to ongoing harassment by her employer and by her coworkers. Is it because she speaks up and she's like, hey, that's what we happens have a to problem all here. Right. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. it, that's okay. why there's laws protecting whistleblowers. Yeah. Because well, of exactly that. Rude. Because, I mean, let's look at what happened at Wachovia. No, Wells Fargo. Mm, <laughs> My God, Wachovia. Mm-hmm. Hi. It's 19, <laughs> uh, or it's 1999 again. I'm calling it Wachovia. Um, at Wells Fargo a couple of years back when right. all of those personal bankers whistle blew against them and they're mm-hmm. the ones who got fired and the CEO got more rich. So yeah. what the fuck? Yep. Wow. Whatever. So yeah. <clears throat> on the night of November 5th, 1974, Karen was polishing plutonium pellets that would be used to make fuel rods for a breeder reactor, nuclear, 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 yes, power plant. (laughs) Jesus Christmas. Okay. At about 6.30 p.m. that night, an alpha detector that was mounted on her glove box, which is a piece of equipment that's supposed to like protect her from the exposure of the radioactive materials. Mm -hmm. Well, the detector went off. And according to the machine, her right arm was covered in plutonium. Oh, shit. Yes. Further tests reveal that the plutonium had come from inside of her gloves. So the part of the gloves that was in contact with her hands, not the pellets. Oh, shit. Suspicious. Hmm. Correct. Just a little bit. Just Correct. a little bit. <laughs> yes. Plant doctors monitored her, monitored her for the next few days, and what they found was quite unusual. Karen's urine and feces samples were heavily contaminated with radioactivity, as was the apartment that she shared with another plant worker, but no one could say how or why the alpha activity had gotten there. 
On November 7th, Karen reports to the health physics office at the plant with her own urine samples and fecal samples to be tested. So they gave her like a kit to take home to test her own or to collect her own waste to bring to the plant so the health center then could test it and just kind of check what was going on. Right. So she hands in her samples and a nasal swipe was also taken and a significant level of alpha activity was detected in each of her nostrils. Other parts of her body also showed significant alpha activity. The preliminary examination of her waste sample showed extremely high levels of activity. Her locker and automobile, why did I put automobile? Her car, (laughs) her car (laughs) was checked. This is what happens when you (laughs) switch words. So you're not copying directly from a source. So you turn car into automobile, which is something you would never fucking say. You would say car. Even or vehicle. vehicle. I was going to say, I would even say vehicle over automobile. <laughs> her automobile. Her, okay. Her locker and car were checked again. And essentially no alpha activity was found. Following the cleanup of her, like they decontaminated her at the site. Right. Uh, the Kerr-McGee Health Physics accompanied her to her apartment, which she shared with Sherry Ellis, who was another lab analyst at the site. The apartment was surveyed and significant levels of activity were found in the bathroom and the kitchen and lower, right. And lower levels of activity were found in other rooms in the apartment. Sherry was found to have two areas of low level activity on her. So Karen and Sherry returned to the plant. So Sherry could then be decontaminated. When asked how the alpha activity got into the apartment, Karen said that when she produced a urine sample earlier that morning, she had spilled some of the urine on the floor. So she wipes the container and Mm. the bathroom floor with a tissue and puts the tissue in the toilet. Mm -hmm. The amount of plutonium in Karen's apartment raised concerns and Kerr McGee arranged for Karen, Sherry, and Karen's boyfriend, Drew Stevens, who obviously spends time at the apartment to go to Los Alamos to the Los Alamos tissue analysis program for testing. So wanted to get a little bit more definitive. Yeah. They want to go a little, a little deeper. Correct. Yes. Although I don't know how much deeper you get if you're taking human waste that was you're literally taking mud, inside mud, the mud body. Poo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On Monday, November 11th, the trio met with Dr. George Volts, the leader of the lab, uh, the laboratory health division. He explained that all of their urine and feces would be collected and that several whole body and lung counts would be taken. They would also be monitored for external activity. The next day, Dr. Volz informed Sherry and Drew that their tests showed small but insignificant amounts of plutonium in their bodies. Hmm. Karen, on the other hand, had traces of contamination in her lungs. What the fuck? Yeah. Dr. Volz reassured Karen that based on his own prior experience with other workers at other plants that had much larger amounts of plutonium in their bodies, she should not be concerned about developing cancer or dying from radiation poisoning. Like, can I be the fucking judge of that? For real. For real. How about zero radiation in my lungs? Just Mm -hmm. saying. Mm -hmm. Karen, Sherry, and Drew return back to Oklahoma City on November 12th. Karen and Sherry report to work the next day, November 13th, but they're restricted from further radiation work, which I kind of get on the part of the plant of like, stay away from the fucking plutonium. Yeah. Do some goddamn paperwork and we'll figure it out later. Right. They did that part right. (laughs) Yeah. After work that night on the 13th, Karen went to a union meeting at the Hub Cafe in Crescent, Oklahoma. 
Another attendee of the meeting later testifies that Karen had had a binder with her and a packet of documents at the cafe. At the end of the meeting, about 7 p.m., she leaves alone in her car. She gets in her her automobile. (laughs) She gets into her Honda Civic and she's headed alone for Oklahoma City, which is about 30 miles away, to meet with David Burnham, a New York Times journalist, and Steve Watka, an official for her union's national office. Okay. Later that evening, Karen's body was found in her car, which had been, which had run off the road and struck a culvert on the east side of Highway 74. Yep. She was going to open her mouth. That's why. The car contained none of the documents she had been holding at the union meeting at the Hub Cafe. Of course. Of course. She was Mm. pronounced dead at the scene in what was believed to be an accident. The police actually put on the report that she fell asleep at the wheel. Okay hmm okay mm-hmm. some journalists have theorized that karen's car was rammed from behind by another vehicle with the intent to cause an accident that would result in her death um now other journalists had said that maybe yes she was rammed but they didn't think that it was with the purpose of killing her that it was really just to scare her to shut her up that okay the, that her dying wasn't the intent it was just to scare her regardless <clears throat> she died right correct Um, skid marks from Karen's car were present on the road, suggesting that obviously she was trying to get back onto the road after being possibly pushed from behind. Right. She she didn't want to die. She was like, yeah, let me get control of this situation. Who to thunk? Yeah. Investigators also note damage on the rear of Karen's vehicle that according to Karen's friends and family had not been present before the accident. As the crash was an entirely front end collision, it did not explain the damage to the rear of her vehicle. Mm -hmm. A microscope. A microscopic examination of the rear of Karen's car showed paint chips that could have come only from a rear impact by another vehicle. Mm -hmm. Karen's family claimed to know of no accidents of any kind that Karen had had with the car previous to that night and that the 1974 Honda Civic she was driving was new when she purchased it and no insurance claims were filed on the vehicle. Mm. Karen's relatives also confirmed that she had been taking that she had taken the missing documents to the union meeting and placed them on the seat beside her. According to her family, she had received several threatening phone calls very shortly before her death. Speculation about foul play has never been proven. It goes all the way to the top. It goes all the way to the top. Yeah, no. Wow. Karen's father, Bill, and her children file a lawsuit against Kerr McGee for negligence on behalf of her estate. Mm -hmm. The trial was held in 1979 and lasted 10 months, which was the longest trial up to that point in Oklahoma history. Oh, wow. Great, great. The estate presented evidence that the autopsy proved Karen was contaminated with plutonium at her death. To prove that the contamination was sustained at the plant, evidence was given by a series of witnesses who were former employees of the facility. Yes, ma'am. How else would she, where else would she get it? Like, did, did she go to, did she go to like a coffee shop? I was like, yeah, can I have some plutonium in my coffee? Exactly. Can I get a plutonium stirrer for my like latte? An extra shot of plutonium instead of espresso. <laughs> yeah. That's so, that's so last season. Please that's and so thanks. I want my cafe latte to glow. <laughs> it's all the um, rage for real. The defense relied on the expert witness of Dr. George Volz, the scientist at Los Alamos. Volz mm-hmm. said that he believed the contamination in Karen's body was within legal standards. No. They paid him off. They paid him mm-hmm. off. Like, that's, def- that's my opinion, but they paid him off. Yes. The defense later proposed that Karen was a troublemaker who may have poisoned herself. 
to like prove a point, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In his instructions to the jury, judge Frank, these Thies tells the jury, quote, if you find that the damage to the person or property of Karen Silkwood resulted in the operation of this plant, defendant Kerr McGee Nuclear Corporation is liable. The jury rendered its verdict of $505,000 in damages and $10 million in punitive damages. No shit. However, on appeal in federal court, the judgment was reduced to $5,000. Are you fucking kidding me? Which was the estimated value of losses at the property of the house. It's like our property losses. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes. And completely reverse the punitive damages. So five grand. That's disgusting. Gross. However, in 1984, the U.S. Supreme Court restored the original verdict, ruling that the NRC's exclusive authority to set safety standards did not foreclose the use of state tort remedies. Mm-hmm. I don't know what fucking that means, no. but apparently it was grounds for reversal. <laughs> Although suggesting it would appeal on other grounds, Kermagee did wind up settling out of court for $1.38 million, which is actually $3.8 million in money today. Oh, wow. I mean, it's still not $10 million, but you Correct. know, hey. but hey. yeah. However, they did the settlement admitting no liability. 1985 film Silkwood was an account of Karen's life and the events resulting from her activism. It was based on the original screenplay written by Nora Ephron and Alice Arlen. Meryl Streep played the title role and was nominated for an Academy Award and a BAFTA. Nice. Cher played Karen's best friend and roommate, Dusty Ellis, who was obviously a character based on Sherry Ellis. How cool. And she was nominated for a Best Supporting Actress Academy Award. Wow. Yes. Mike Nichols was nominated for best director and Efron and Arlen were nominated for best writing screenplay written directly for the screen. That's really awesome. I didn't know that was a movie. I kind of want to watch it now. Yes. Um, And if you've ever heard the phrase to take like a silkwood shower, I'm taking a silkwood shower. Have you ever heard that phrase? No, it, it kind of comes from, it derives from a scene in the movie where Meryl Streep has to take a decontamination shower. And it's like this, like she like is scrubbing her skin raw uh, because she's trying to get like the plutonium off of her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it has become part of the vernacular. Okay. So it's like, oh my God, I stink. I got to take a silkwood shower. Okay. Yes. Got it. So basically a silkwood shower is a very long, hot shower taken to disinfect and decontaminate oneself from environmentally acquired smells, such as smoke or food. And that is the direct... <laughs> definition from urban dictionary (laughs) so i guess urban dictionary is one of my uh resources as well yeah there you go yeah that is the story of whistleblower karen silkwood that is crazy Mm -hmm. see shit like this pisses me off Mm -hmm. like it would be one thing if you know she was contaminated by like let's say walking if she didn't work there you know what i mean like well, i would honestly also wouldn't be a, uh, my whole thing too is i would also not be as like what the fuck if she was her own negligence that caused her to get right right but it contaminated at the plant right but it wasn't you know i'm sorry when she put on those gloves and it was inside her gloves i'm sorry mm-hmm. that was a fucking setup yeah like somebody did that on purpose and if yeah. they didn't kill her in the car crash they were trying to k- kill her with contaminating her as much as she was right and from what i've heard in other stories other tellings of this was basically they were trying to slowly poison her with plutonium Mm -hmm. but it was taking too long Mm -hmm. she wouldn't shut the fuck up so we just ran her off the road yeah because poisoning her was taking too long yeah 
Wow. Right. And it was putting the, you know, putting plutonium in her gloves, um, the plutonium that was in her lungs. Um, mm-hmm. There was also plutonium found on like a bologna sandwich she had in her fridge. So it was like, did they put like a tiny microscopic pellet of plutonium in her bologna sandwich? Like, yeah. That's some petty shit. <laughs> right. It's like, like, or, or you could just follow the rules. Right. 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 And you know what? She wouldn't be a whistleblower if things would get better or if she brought this to you if she brought something to your attention and you actually was and you actually looked at it like you know what and you fixed it right it's right. like sure you make a valid point let's see what we could do about it instead they have to act the fool and be like bitch you need to calm down right okay yeah right. no that's that's not fucking cool that is mm-hmm. not cool at all and this poor woman lost her life over something that she shouldn't have yep and actually, when we post this episode, so let me see, what we got it'll be the third. When we post it, it'll be like three days before the anniversary of her death. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. That's sad. Mm-hmm. That's sad. I'm sorry, Karen. And 1974, so it'll be almost 50 years. It'll be 48 years. That's crazy. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Well, damn. Well, damn, Charlie. Damn. I don't think I've ever heard that story before. You know, I will say I know it mostly because of the movie, mm-hmm. but I've heard it told other places before. I also have like a weird, I'm fascinated by a lot of things. I was just going <laughs> to have a weird fascination with, obviously I love cults. I also find, I am also interested in the whole whistleblower thing mm-hmm. because I like to think that I have ethics, <laughs> yes, morals and ethics. And I would like to believe that if I was seeing something wrong happening in my environment, that I would be the person to say something. Mm-hmm. So I find, because I find whistleblowers to be like heroic. Yes. And I think the one that really got me was the whole Wells Fargo thing. Yeah. Being in banking. That was one that I was like, yeah, no, let's not punish the people who you're putting this shit through. Mm-hmm. Punish the people who are making the millions of dollars off of the fact that you're making people act unethically. How does right. that sound? Right. Um, That's too hard though. You, you know. Yeah. Exactly. But it's very similar to the situation of it's so much easier for us to kill this woman mm-hmm. than it would be for us to pay the money to fix all of these safety hazards and safety violations we might have. Right. Now, I don't know if you would know the answer to this or not. Has anything happened because of these things that she brought up that weren't right that they needed to work on to fix has well i know that they've closed down oh okay well there you go (laughs) they they don't exist anymore and i don't it wasn't long after the settlement happened okay okay um let's see they went defunct oh i'm a big fat liar they went defunct in 2006 okay but still they were acquired by an anadarko petroleum not to be not to be confused by danny darko donnie darko whatever his name is i've never watched that movie i thought it was dumb i started it i thought it was stupid and i stopped watching it <laughs> whatever so i'll call him danny darko today sure interesting yeah i mean they were like the leader they were kind of like the most what's the word i'm looking for profitable mm. nuclear plant but i think that they just kind of like after the whole silkwood thing happened like uh, suffered mm-hmm. profits and then they went defunct in 2006 that's just surprised like from a took- cursory uh review of wikipedia here in front of me i i'm surprised it took that long honestly agreed agreed but whatever whatever 
So yeah, that's the story of Karen Silkwood, and you should go watch a movie because Meryl Streep and Cher. I'm. I think I'm going to. I'm going to find if I could stream it somewhere and watch it because now that I know the story, I could be like, ooh, I know what's going to happen. Snap out of it. I know that's not that share movie, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Where to stream Silkwood? Um, Amazon Prime? Oh, okay, cool. I have that. Yeah. I could do that. All right. So everybody, another assignment besides Sins of Our Mother. Yeah. Available on Prime Video. Watch so it and let us know what you think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we will review it in the next episode <laughs> <laughs> snap out of it a share impression that's not a share impression i can do a share impression but i just won't oh okay i i was waiting for it. i'm like she says she won't but she will and she did <laughs> she unplugged her mic so this is very amusing to watch you can you hear me now yeah <laughs> yeah that's what happens when i go full share i went like full body share and unplugged my microphone oh good job yep. good job if i can turn back down oh that's actually what i have been watching this week is will and grace in memory of leslie jordan because mm. i don't think i've been this sad over a celebrity death since robin williams died mm. i am very upset <laughs> about the fact that leslie jordan died i feel like a person who has done nothing but bring like joy laughter and light into the world is gone and it's so fucking sad and depressing agreed and i'm watching every single tribute video that i can find i'm on like leslie jordan tiktok and i'm just crying watching tiktoks Mm -hmm. about leslie jordan i just i am so sad it is because he was truly like he was a gem of a human being agreed and Agreed. it's so fucking sad that he's And gone. everybody that has worked with him has been doing nothing but singing him praises. Yep. I haven't seen one negative thing about nope, him. No, not one. Not one. We need more people like that in the world. And Absolutely. instead of getting more, it's they're being taken away from us. Yeah. And that's terrible. What a huge loss. So rest in peace, Leslie Jordan. You are ridiculously missed already. Yes. It hasn't yes. even been a week since you've been gone. And I'm nope. you're light shone brighter than i can't even imagine so yep agreed oh god so sad so that's the last that i'm going to say about that watch will and grace and laugh yes do it and he's actually very funny on call me cat i haven't watched it yet but i will now um i i didn't i watched a few episodes um on my way home Mm mm-hmm no, on my way to Italy, because on the way home from Italy, I was sleeping the entire nine hour flight. Like yeah. I sat down. I was like, mm-hmm. No, I was, mm-hmm. I was done. I was done. But I did stay up all night the night before. Regardless, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it is a cute there. show. It is a cute show. I really enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually sad I didn't continue watching it, but I, I think I'm going to. Um, I think you'll like it. It's silly. Mm-hmm. It's silly, but it's fun. It's my fun. mom really likes it. I'm a huge Mayim Bialik fan. Same. I love her podcast. And actually yes. the Leslie Jordan episode of her podcast is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, the AJ McLean episode of her podcast is also fantastic. <laughs> so is the Jeanette McCurdy episode of her podcast. Yes. Her interviews are just ridiculously great. So yeah, yeah. I'll watch it because not, it. obviously not only because of Leslie Jordan, but my uh, Bialik as well. And yes. Cheyenne Jackson, who I also love. Yes. Yes, it's it's a good cast. They work very well together. 
But with all that being said, mm-hmm. we want to hear your reviews of the aforementioned movies and shows. Mm-hmm. And we want more listener suggestions because we love them and we enjoy mm-hmm. doing them because we keep you in mind and it just it makes us excited connects so, us all yes so let's the circle get... a podcast wow <laughs> let's get let's get all that stuff sent in at bedcrimestoriespod at gmail.com or you could circle of crime <laughs> that was funnier wow <laughs> This is this is gonna keep going, ladies. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> or you could go ahead and slide into our DMs on the Instagram at Bed Crime Stories. Mm-hmm. Twitter has been discontinued, as you've Fuck heard. Twitter. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> the bird app. <laughs> Fuck birds. Um, oh, the bird is not the word. The bird is not the word at all. Mm-hmm. Like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. We enjoy seeing all you people all our lovely listeners enjoy us let your friends enjoy us too share us we could all be friends did you say share ho no (laughs) (laughs) charlie ladies and gentlemen i'm here all night (laughs) you have 105 other episodes you can listen to this crazy bitch no where was i i don't know damn it um like rate review subscribe also be kind be the band-aid we we need we need all the kindness in the world that we could get leslie jordan yes channel him channel Mm -hmm. him and spread his joy and his light for he cannot anymore amen let's start praying to leslie jordan yeah for real though can Mm -hmm. we get one of those candles made of him on it yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would totally like that. If any of our listeners are like crafty <gasps> yes. and you make those like fake prayer candles, if you can make us one yes. with Leslie Jordan, and I want Please. it to say, What y'all doing? Screwing. <laughs> That's what I want it to say on mine because I love him so much. I will pay you moolah. <laughs> Same. Same. Mm. I- I want mine to say, well, shit. Well, shit. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. What are y'all doing? Screwing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Oh, God. What an amazing man. <laughs> so, yes, let's make those candles happen. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. Yes. We love you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for all that you do for us. Your mm-hmm. listens, your your kind comments. Yeah. Everything. It doesn't go unnoticed. We will see you guys next week. Have a great night, day, and happy Halloween. Boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> Until, oh, wow, I'm all over the place. Whatever. <laughs> Until then. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Ooh, Halloween-y. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.